All right, uh, it's time for the Right Hook Health Checkup with Dr. Kira Kelly, who yet again is showing her extraordinary courage and commitment to the programme by coming in wrapped in woolens uh, to ward off the evil demons of January uh, flu and chills. Did you not have your uh, jab? I did have my jab. I forgot my jab this year and look at me sniffing and snarling. I know, I'm a bit sniffy and snarly myself. Now, I, I have to say, there have been occasions when I've tempted, uh, tended to answer questions. I don't know what you're talking about, George. The questions this week are so unbelievably complicated, right, that you might as well take the entire show over. I don't know what I'm doing here, Right. That could be said quite often. Lloyd, give me an example. This is a really good example. While getting routine fertility tests done, it came up that I have anti-mitochondrial antibodies. Anti-mitochondrial, yep. Yeah. Anything to be concerned about, says 40-year-old female. I'm not a clue, so off you go. Um, lots of people, particularly when they're a little bit older, do go for fertility testing, George, if they want to have a baby. So a lot of women in their later 30s or early 40s who are hoping to start a family, you know, even before they start, they often go and have tests done to see if everything's okay because we know fertility drops around that stage of life. Um, there's a battery of tests that are done, hormone profiles, some autoimmune screening and that kind of thing. And this person has come back with a positive um, autoantibody. Whether or not it's going to impact on their fertility is another question. Um, in general, we often find when we find sort of um, positive autoimmune screens, that the person is well and doesn't cause them any problems. But but sometimes there is a linkage between difficulty conceiving and, and these types of things. In this instance, I think what they need to do is take all those tests and they're going to need to go to a specialist centre because um, fertility isn't made up of any one single thing very often. It's made up of a combination of right. a, a woman's, you know, hormones and uh, yeah. reproductive tract and all that kind of stuff and, and, and genetics and everything and a man's. So I think it needs to be looked at in its totality. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't like to say to her, oh yes, you're going to have a problem or no, you're not because we don't have the full all picture right. as okay. such. Okay, although she simply asked a question and to be concerned about you could have answered yes or no instead of going off on some lengthy answer uh, none of which I understood. Although I I think I do have some understanding in this problem based on my watching of episode five of Rebellion last night. Right. Your man, the the dirty, rotten scoundrel uh, who who put your one uh, in the family way. Right. A fallen woman, no less. Mm. Um, We've he, all been there. He, he, uh, he couldn't get his wife pregnant and the Harley Street surgeons said he couldn't do it. But of course, once he got involved with a good girl from Cork, it happened instantly. All right, Mossy and County Mead. Well, I'm not sure if I have an input in this or not, but I might have. Have a broken neck. I know. Wearing a halo device, finding sleep very difficult. Help. He's had the halo for six weeks. God love him. Do you know what that is? I do. Yeah, okay, but just for anybody else, it's one of those external cages, if you like. Yeah that come up from the neck and then they're kind of strapped around like a contraption around your head to keep everything in the one position while your neck heals. The poor man has a broken neck. Um, uh, to be honest, six weeks in a halo and no sleep. This is a case I would suggest and I don't care what you say here and I am not. I do not give them out like Smarties. I'd give this fellow a few sleeping tablets. God love him. This is a nightmare. Oh, well, I would have said that precisely that. Why isn't he taken? Do you know what I mean? Because it's beyond the beyond. He's six weeks in a halo. The man has probably got another couple of weeks to go. It's, mind-numbing having no sleep for six weeks and he's probably in pain and grossly uncomfortable 
all the bloody time, 24 right. 7. Shakespeare had an answer for him. Go on. Sleep that knits up the raveled sleeve of care. Yes. Sleep is terrible. Without sleep. Sleep is crucial. You're, you're bang on. Sleep is actually crucial. We can't function without sleep. It's so, not just the off switch. Oh yeah. It's regenerative. We yeah, need it. Go, well, of course, he's in bed probably. But get no, some, I'm sure he's up and about, I'd say. Ring the dock and just say, give me a few sleepers here. In this case, I think he needs something. It's, it's, it's cruel to not give him something. All right. Uh, the... the uh, uh, Andy Kevin wants to know ask the good doctor is there a cure for the leftist liberalism that's sweeping the EU <laughs> um, alright no don't comment. answer uh, I think I've been infected so no comment right I'm 37 thinking of going for a full medical can you recommend where's the best place to get them can you know what I think? 60 quid GP. That's what I was going to say. You can go to the whatever, the VHI places and the Blackrock clinics and all this malarkey and you'll pay about 400 quid and they will do precisely this. A chest x-ray, an ECG, an examination and some bloods. Your GP can do an ECG, an examination and the bloods for a fraction of that. But he um, has to send the bloods you. off to a lab. Yeah, so you don't get them back for two days or whatever. But, but you so. have to pay for it. Well, you don't have to pay 400 quid for it. Okay. Um, your GP I'm, I'm, can do all of that and do it yeah. more effectively and more efficiently okay. and much more cheaply. It's amazing how little I'm contributing to tonight's I know, I'm, it's not like you. Random sharp pains in my chest, left hand side when I breathe in. Jamie and Tala. Okay. Chest, Random. Chest pains when you breathe in are generally speaking what we call pleuritic chest pains, George, which means that they're to do with not your heart, but to do with the lining of your lungs. There are various things. There are various things that actually um, cause that. A common example of of, of uh, a cause for pleuritic chest pain would be something like pleurisy. You probably have heard of pleurisy. People get pleurisy, they get a stabbing chest pain when they breathe in. Other things that cause it, though, too, are um, things like blood clots to the lungs. And you, I know you love my catastrophes, but we don't know if this fella's just come back from a long flight from Australia. We don't know anything. We don't know anything about this guy. So what I would say is, you're having what we would describe as pleuritic type chest pain. There should be a reason for it. It may be a mild infection. It may be something else. Go and see a GP. You need some tests done and you need to have it investigated a little bit. Can we get some short answers here? No. The answer to the question. You get the proper the answer, answers. The answer to the thing was, listen, I'd go to a GP if I were you. That was the answer. No, the answer is the proper answer. All right. Okay. If you're sticking on your... I'm sticking. All right. Now, this one really worries me. I get ones that I get upset and hurt by and everything oh. else. Well, I've been both bipolar for 43 years. I'm now back in depression. I've always taken my pills. I'm in despair. Now, that, you can go for as long as you like. You have my permission. All right. I also was very saddened to read that bipolar, which, which for people who don't know, is also known as manic depression. And it's when you have swings between very, very low moods and sometimes quite elated high moods. And both of those can be problematic in their own right. And this person has obviously been living with it for a long time. And they're ta- when they're saying they're taking their tablets, I imagine what they're talking about is their mood stabiliser. So a lot of people are on, there's a variety of things, things like lithium, but there's other things too. Um, and they're saying that they're taking this, but they've slipped into depression. First of all, they need to go and see somebody. Don't give out to me because this is a very significant situation that no, somebody I is in. No, I told you at the very in beginning instance, I was concerned. They may need an antidepressant to lift their mood. You have to be very, very careful with the use of antidepressants in bipolar because you can push somebody up out of depression and into the other kind of upswing and you don't want to do that either. But what I would say is that the low you get with bipolar 
is a real low, George. Well, that's what he says. The words are, I am in despair. despair. And people are in despair. So he needs to go and talk to somebody as soon as possible. He may need his his mood stabilisers adjusted. And in a managed and short term way, he may need some antidepressants. He needs something that we need to intervene here because the the low mood in, in bipolar is actually extremely low. I saw one which kind of connected with this somewhere and I wanted to try and get to it. It, it was somebody was taking some kind of medication and they'd lost their sex drive. Oh, yeah. He's 30, this man. He's in a long term relationship with a fabulous dame. He suffered from depression for a number of years, but three years ago, very bad. And at that point, the sex drive dropped to zero. Uh, his depression is now under control, but he hasn't had relations in nearly three years. Now, now that could be a disaster for the relationship but because he, he's in his mid-30s. He's not like 74 no. like me. And he's saying that he's worrying about, he says, I may lose my partner. I know yeah. this affects her. She thinks I don't find her attractive, which isn't the case. I, and I think he's been very clear He's in a very difficult position because of twofold. One is is when he became depressed, his libido fell, and and that happens to a lot of men and and women as well. But the other thing is the treatment. One of the side effects of a lot of antidepressants is diminished libido. Oh, so, so what? So hap- that's an even more yeah. reason for not giving. Well, no, hold your horses, hold your horses. So this guy has been treated for depression. Okay, and his libido is being affected very possibly by the medication. I think he needs to go and talk to somebody. Possibly he doesn't need the same level of medication. A lot of people are afraid to come off medication. Can I just and don't say something now? And as usual, give me a bollock. I'll give you right? bollock. Yeah, because uh, this is the homespun medicine from Hook, right? But the thing is. Total lack of libido for three years and being with the woman you love and unable to consummate your yeah. love for her will put you into depression anyway. Well, so it does have a problem. So therefore, these things are very connected. They are very connected. And here's the thing. He's saying he doesn't want to come off medication. I think he doesn't want to slip back into depression is sure, what he's saying to us. Sure. But we don't know whether he doesn't want to come off medication because it's actually a real risk of him going back to depression or if he's just scared. There are lots of other ways of treating depression as well as medication. There's cognitive behavioural therapy. There's exercise. There's all sorts of lifestyle interventions. And there's a woman who loves you. Yeah. Don't and, leave her out of the and, equation. And, you know, one of the things I would say, and it's and it's true particularly for men, is, is that exercise is a game changer in terms of your mood and in terms of depression and that exercise has been shown repeatedly in studies to be as effective as antidepressants in up to moderate depression. Maybe not so much in your severe and profound depressions but in your moderate depressions it's very effective. This guy may be able to come off his medication may be able to get an exercise programme together and may be able to get back and have a normal active sex life and get his life back on track. And I think he certainly needs to talk to somebody because just taking the tablets and watching other things slip away from him is not the solution. Correct. Yes. Well done. Now, George and Kira, this question's addressed though. My husband is 37, self-employed, so he's got high stress levels. He's a bit overweight. He doesn't drink really, but he keeps getting low blood pressure and dizzy spells. Now, he's had bloods done, nothing. He's had heart checks done, nothing. So should he be worried about these dizzy spells, feeling sick after eating? This is classic stress, it's surely... It could be, but he's also got low blood pressure and low blood pressure, George, does um, create dizzy spells. No, but she didn't say he has she low does, she blood pressure. No, she says... She he says, keeps getting low blood pressure and dizzy spells. But keeps getting is different from he has it. She is intimating that he gets it every now and again. 
I would suggest he gets it checked every now and then. Oh, right. Okay. My feeling is, is if he has low blood pressure, the thing to do is this. He needs to increase his volume of fluids. He needs to increase his salt intake. Yes. Salt is not... You're looking at me with, with, with no, ra- no. raised eyebrows hook. I'm a huge so, salt person. Salt isn't bad for you. Salt just puts your blood pressure up. And salt that's bad if your blood pressure you. is high or even normal. Yeah. But if it's low and it brings it up to normal, that's that can be a positive thing. Yes. So, so really, volume of fluids... Salt and sugar can raise your blood pressure yeah. in a non-medical way. There are medications that raise Would your blood you pressure, but they're not nice. Would you actually cut to the chase and fix his problem? I think he needs to look at his blood pressure and then see. And if that doesn't work when he's actually addressed his blood pressure, then he needs to look at his stress levels. No, he looks through his stress levels first. No. Stress is no. disaster. Dr. Hook, I disagree. I disagree. Stress, stress is... is Incredible. It is incredible, but I think he also has a physiological uh, condition. He's low blood no, pressure. No, he has. All right. I'll, I'll deal with the stress and you deal right, with okay. his blood pressure. Now, uh, I, I, poor Kira Kelly. Could you not have given her the day off and she not well? Great well soon, Kira says Tom Baldwin. She's not getting any days off. She's not a member of a trade junior. Thank you, so Tom. I am, a bit, I am a bit croaky. So she, so she can't get a day off. <laughs> now, this is a really interesting one. Concerned about loss of weight, but he's particularly, it looks, sounds like he, it's lack of exercise, but he's pretty active. He says he's losing muscle by the day. He's had scans, colonoscopies, bearing feeds, MRIs, ultrasound. This is a really there's no age here. There's a re- this is a really weird one, okay? Because he actually says I'm concerned about the loss of weight I'm having in my limbs. In other words, his arms and legs yes. are becoming thin. Bicep and tricep and yes. that kind of stuff. Maybe it's lack of exercise, but I'm pretty active most weeks. It seems I'm losing muscle by the week, if not by the day. Now he's had everything a splatter gun of tests, colonoscopy, yeah. which don't in any way relate to weight loss in the limbs. So I'm quite confused by this one, to be honest. And I I think a couple of things is. Is he actually losing weight in his limbs or is he actually gaining truncal weight and he's starting to look a bit like a lollipop? No, he didn't really say he was losing it. I mean, I'd, I'd get the impression he's losing so weight So just generally. losing weight. Okay. Um, we don't know what's going on here and this doesn't make an awful lot of sense. I can't really explain it. It's one of two things. There either is some kind of an occult thing going on where he could have a, 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 a ongoing chronic infection or something or, or there are other types of conditions obviously as well or... This is anxiety because this man has been tested up the yeah, wazoo yeah. for every bloody thing and we don't still know what's wrong All with right, him. All right, but it's a good job like that I'm here on Monday. Yes, for, for a kind of a balancing act with me. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I hear you. One, one, Bakira Kelly is here with the Right Hook Health Checkup every Monday just after six o'clock. One, we don't know what age he is, no, right? No, Two, diet, for instance, is very important here. But they used to be out these diets like, you know, and people were mad on diet. Yes, they lost weight, but they also lost muscle mass, right? So it's a dietary issue. But thirdly and more importantly, he talks about exercise. I would actually suggest weight training. Yeah, yeah, right? Because if you're losing muscle mass, then surely you must try and build it up. So therefore, I would suggest maybe talking to a personal exercise guy because you can handle the medical thing. He's This it doesn't sound like a medical problem. I do we agree? Well, just, George, it's really weird. Colonoscopy, barium feed, yeah, exactly. MRI, ultrasound. Who has that amount of tests? Exactly. That's a very odd 
text. Yeah, and of course, just five minutes ago, you dismissed stress and had the fella putting salt in his tea. Now, suddenly, stress is a key uh, thing. I mean, you got to make your mind up here. Okay. I, it could be stress, could be bad diet, and I suggest he says he gets some exercise. I think he should start lifting some weights. I think he also should maybe look at his diet. You know, we do see on this last episode... A little bit. Did I not just yeah, say yeah, that? But, no? but you know what? There, there are a bunch of blokes out there who, who exercise quite a lot and worry about not being able to put on weight. And they're living on avocado and fish because they want to be healthy, want to be healthy. And why can't I put on weight? And when you do suggest them to eat a pizza or whatever, they nearly have a heart attack. Sometimes you actually do, if you want to put on weight, you need to eat stuff that will bulk you up a little bit. And that may mean carbs, it may mean fat, yeah. it may mean sugar, no, as well as your proteins and your vegetables. Okay, I just said that I know, in one I know, sentence. I know. But, and but then I'm you went still concerned that this makes no sense to me. All right. Now, I'm, I'm prepared to say nothing. That's not like you. 44-year-old female, she has a red rage patched on the side of her nose and it looks exactly, well, she Googled it. Oh, suffering, holy God. <laughs> Googling medical problems. And it looks exactly like facial incendiophic like <laughs> granola. Eosinophilic granuloma. Um, yeah. Look. Do the you know doctor what? won't give her uh, a steroid cream, the pharmacist, because it's not licensed for the face. So you give steroid cream to everybody. I do not. You do? I absolutely Week in, week out. Not true. Anyway, tell me about the granola. The granuloma. Um, she's diagnosed, and you know what? She could be right or she could be absolutely wrong. It's only been there a week. She has a little bit of time. I'd sit in it for a bit, but I wouldn't sit in it for too long. If it's still there in two weeks' time, I would go to the GP. It could be granuloma. We can't diagnose a rash on the radio, no matter what, how good we are, George. And we're good. And we're awesome, but we can't yeah. diagnose a rash on the radio. Um. I would suggest if it goes away by itself, fine. If it doesn't, it needs to be reviewed because some of these things that do appear on your face are little skin cancers and things, which aren't the end of the world. They're not melanomas. They're not that kind of skin cancer, but they are um, basal cell carcinomas and squamous cell carcinomas and all that sort of stuff. Um, We have no idea. We're not even going to hazard a guess over the radio about a rash because it would be irresponsible. All right, okay. This 54-year-old dame has been using ETOM. Do you know what ETOM is? Uh, no, but I have a suspicion that it's a typo and she's using some kind of a uh, uh, anti-inflammatory gel. Right, on her elbow where yeah, she is Yeah, I think pain. that's what she's doing. I think she's rubbing Question, her. do you play tennis? Yeah, or golf. Do, or golf. Yeah. Tennis elbow. Tennis or golf Much or elbow. underdiagnosed, yeah. I would suggest. Epicondylitis, you're quite right. That's the posh name for it. Um, yes. I'm having a storm You today. are, you're amazing this evening. <laughs> uh, anti-inflammatories, oral anti-inflammatories may help, but actually if it is full-blown epicondylitis, very often it doesn't help and it's excruciatingly painful. If I even was to touch off it to examine you... can't you, pick you, up a, t- a cup of tea. You can't pick up a cup of tea. Injections. 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 Go and see uh, somebody. Uh, what you may call it. The stuff I don't like, but it works. Stero- Cortisone. Steroid. Cortisone yeah. is a steroid, yeah. Yes. Steroid Cortisone injections. Works, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Oh, I, I might be able to help here. Great. I've 40-year-old man has regular shoulder dislocations which pop back in. Had keel surgery seven years ago. Very painful when it dislocates. Are you joking me? It's appalling. Uh, is he doomed, Michael? You tell me. No. Exactly. Surgery has advanced, number one. They can now, a Palomine America got a complete shoulder replacement. 
He's, he's not doomed. He's not doomed at all. But he should have something because pop... And to be honest, the more it pops in and out, the, the more... The more it The more it will pop because in and out. Because the shoulder yes. sits... The reason I know all about this crap is every, every fellow who plays rugby. rugby knows about this. <laughs> and it sits in a little saucer. So every time it dislocates, it rubs another edge off the saucer. And it stretches all the muscles yeah. and all the ligaments and all that right. are in front of the joint and then it becomes looser and then it just pops out really easy. And Jesus, it's very painful going I back I mean, in. it could fall out now drinking a pint of Guinness pint of Guinness that's, yeah that's alright so but orthopaedics orthopaedics yeah just orthopaedics you have to go tough look uh, alright okay look I, I won't do this one okay 53 year old woman going through the menopause last period was two months ago had abnormal treat, cells treated six months ago had a smear test three months ago and yesterday at a small show, I presume that's a small kind of period, uh, and nothing else. Last night I woke up with very severe pain and cramps, which last night I should have seen my doctor. Now, I don't want to say anything, but I thought pain and cramps were part of this whole me- this whole menopause period thing. They are. Your periods go a bit nuts around your menopause. Um, they, they become more spread out. Don't so- say your. One's periods become um, so rather than having one every month in this case this lady's having one every two months or whatever um, and they become very painful and all that kind of stuff they do become a little bit all over the place I would suggest that she should have a couple of things done I suggest she should have a pelvic ultrasound and I would suggest she should have some bloods done just as a routine screen make sure everything is alright she's obviously been having smear tests she had one that was abnormal and then a follow up that was normal that's all good but I would suggest we probably need to do a little bit more it may just be par for the course that she's just going through the menopause there are also things that can be done to ease your pathway through the menopause too if it's particularly bad or if it's particularly problematic for you so you know there's stuff that can be done here but I think she needs some fairly non-invasive investigations Now we have a lot of uh, stuff coming in which we'll deal with next week of course but somebody does ask the boyfriend lost a lot of weight in his limbs and was diagnosed with an overactive thyroid would you buy that? An overactive thyroid is a cause of weight loss what struck me most about this guy's text was the amount of investigations he's already had. They would have come up with an overactive Well, well, well doing bloods yeah. is the basic test but he's gone on to MRIs and barium swallows and all sorts of things. They're looking for some kind of malabsorption in this man. They're, they're looking for something quite clearly but they look, they're looking in depth so it, we're, we're a little bit confused here on the right hook. Yeah, a fella asked me on the text how long does gout pain last? He hasn't done anything about it. It'll keep lasting until you do something about it. I let, right? you t- I let you take yeah, the gout questions. Just, no, no, but I mean you just have to get the doc to look at it because he's not certain you say but but he had an x-ray but no stress factor. Could be gout but you have to see a doc. There's no way out of it. You need your uric acid levels. What about them. Mikey? 60 gets flashes on the side of his left eye I would say this to Mike um, it may be something and nothing right it, you know sometimes people get these kind of flashes and they're not really flashes they're more like floaters or they get things that are flashes and they're actually a form of weird migraine or whatever and that's no biggie but having said that it sounds like this is a new onset things and if you're having stuff in your peripheral vision flashes or that kind of thing it can be a precursor to problems no, such as... No, but you go to uh, 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 an ophthalmic surgeon. You do. Because some people, it is the harbinger of things like retinal detachments and stuff yeah. like that. And we don't know, but you know what? Your vision is really bloody important. And if you don't, and you don't have, mess with it. Yeah, and if you, you just have to go and see it. So yeah. an expert like you do have to see an exactly, expert. Exactly. I'm big on experts. There's a 23-year-old farmer looking for I a like hand I like this cream. one, yeah. Quick, quick. SOS hand cream from Lidl, 99 cent, very good. Oh. Yes. 
know. And we I'm, are not sponsored in any way by Little, but it's I'm good. I'm a Nivea man, I must say. And look strong, at me. Stronger, look at me. Baby's, baby's bottom skin, George. Um, it's right. uh, stronger, SOS, stronger than Nivea. SOS Farmer. And you'll, you'll be able to use... Red and white sh- tube. You'll be able to use the shovel like you've never used the shovel before. A very, a very sick Kirikani. Uh, we'll be back next week, no doubt, having treated herself by calling nine 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 ambulance. Uh, she will be in fantastic form.